Hey, Street Fight listeners, welcome to the show. We are here. It's Wednesday night, basement show, uh, coming from my my bedroom uh, with the barren walls and Brian's studio. We are live streaming still, but not in the same room. This is a Zoom edition of Street Fight, uh, why we still get things figured out. We have started talking to a landlord about getting a spot so that we have a headquarters to go to um, that isn't in my ex-wife's house. So that's the plan. And we're going through some minor changes right now, but always happy to be here every single week and continue to spread this mess across the U.S. And can't wait to get out and see all y'all in Pittsburgh on September 16th at Club Cafe. We'll be there. So you better be. And uh, we're working on more bookings in the future. We've got uh, plans for shows coming up for the rest of the year. So stay tuned and find us on bandsintown.com. We are at Bands in Town. If you want to get notified, if you utilize that service, uh, that's a way to find us. And if you want to support the show and everything we do, head over to patreon.com slash radio. We just did another episode of Heat O'Brien Unleashed with uh, Tanya from the Trillbillies. Haint T herself came through and uh, we had a fucking amazing show. It was a lot of fun. So look for that this Friday. Patreon.com slash radio $5 and up donation. Subscription. Crazy Heat O'Brien. Crazy Heat O'Brien uh, uh, episode pretty wild uh lots of weird shit in there and uh tanya did a great job moving between commentator educator and therapist yes 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 uh uh unfortunately when it comes to that subject i can't be fixed i think but uh hey you know i'm too far gone uh how you doing brett um doing okay Doing okay. Um, got my kid for a long time. Um, it's still taking a lot to get used to. And uh, I don't know. I'm, it's just really hard right now. It's just everything has changed. I'm trying to get shit together and feel like I'm being a horrible parent, you know, but I also like get some time to be here, a horrible parent. I hope I don't want to keep up these horrible ways, but like, I don't know. I don't have like a daily schedule. I can't get shit together, you know? Like, I don't have a daily schedule of events. There's like fun. We go to the pool and we go to parks and we ride bikes and stuff. But it's weird because there's just I would do a million different things. It's just that she's not vaccinated. So it's weird because in my mind, I'm like, she's played Roblox for four hours today. But like I take her to Dave and Buster's and play for for four hours with her. (laughs) You know, it's just that we can't do that and we can't go and roller skate. I want to roller skate more than anything. I've been that's something I've been focusing on a lot is rollerblading and roller skating. And, uh, I, I, I'm like convinced her to go take a lesson with me, but then I realized it's all indoors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we had a wacky 4th of July. I think I, I would have to say, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I like fireworks. I, I can't get past. I know it's not popular these days to like fireworks, uh, in, in our corner of Twitter. Cause it scares dogs and stuff like that. But goddamn, they're so cool to watch. And we go to a truly unhinged firework display every every year. <laughs> yeah, I would say, honestly, the best fireworks ever was coronavirus fireworks 2020, where we bought a bunch of fireworks and set them off in my front yard. This shit's boring to me. I'm, I'm not down with fireworks. anymore. it's just not the same. The best part about it is that they play fucked up songs in the weird culture of Upper Arlington, Ohio, which is this like the horribly in the city rich people um, that are the worst liberals you can think of. 
exactly and and like that the the first thing here is the reason we go i think we'll always go to these fireworks is because i don't know who the fuck they hire but uh there's always something wild going on with the fucking fireworks one year we were watching it they lit the scoreboard on fire on accident and this year there was a really low one and me and brett were like sitting next to each other and i was like oh i wonder what happened you know i wonder if somebody got hurt there or something yeah they push the limits um they definitely hire somebody they get like the janitor from the high school or something to do it i don't know does it i don't know who it is uh they also hire the worst cover band ever and uh people go nuts for it like it's a real concert it's it's oh, a spectacle God. it really is it is the guy was the the cover band this year i don't know if you heard this because you were already in your seat or or where everybody was but i had to park the car and uh walk i had to drop my family off and then walk over by myself so as i was looking for you guys uh i'm listening to this cover band play dmx songs and i was just totally like why are you doing this is how i felt when i heard him singing y'all gonna make me lose my mind it's like a dad cover band it's, it's like rigs of dad you know and then during the fireworks so i'm sitting with katie and gwen and brett sitting kind of further away with our buddy adam and uh i'm listening to the music the dj that whatever the dj plays right and it's like all the songs you'd expect right like it's like oh you know we got a, we got proud to be an american i actually didn't get that song i would remember because every year when i hear it i'm like this is this song and you know i know it i'm not proud to be an american but this song this guy really wrote a banger but um anyway as brett said we're in a liberal part of the state upper arlington is kind of downtown and it's just where like obama type liberals live you know like the, yeah. the hillary clinton on with her and they played that fucking and they must have forgot the significance of it but they played the boot in your ass song by like, toby keith <laughs> yeah i was surprised to hear that those are the, so weird because they do put those like scientists science and like you know black lives matter even though they segregate their schools but you know well, boot in your ass, Brett. The reason I brought this up is because the boot in your ass song. Now, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like people see the boot in your ass song as like a bad thing now. Like that's what I thought too. Out, I thought they would look down on it. Yes, when it came out, it was a fucking big hit. No doubt about it. People were ready to hear a guy sing about putting his boot in some innocent osama's ass asses yes and, yeah but uh, yeah and, and like when they played it this time i was like this is kind of like i thought this song was kind of canceled in a way not cancel cultured but in a way where it's like we don't acknowledge the boot in your ass song that that was 2001 it was two decades ago we're not going to talk about we're, we're not going to have a reckoning with it but they fucking played it and I, I just was like you know i haven't heard that song in like 20 years i don't know if everybody knows this but there's a it's a song by toby keith called the angry american and it is 
stupid. It's wild. Yeah, it's stupid. right on. It's what we were doing. That's why we're now the number one anarcho-liberal podcast until we don't go to the celebration. Yes, yes. But I have to go. I love the fireworks. I like the grand finale. You know, yeah, I, but I, I mean, they're I, ugly, disgusting assholes. They're gross people. They pretend, you know, but they want to hear boot in your ass. They secretly listen to boot do. in your ass and put on KKK hoods in their basement. I was driving Brett. Uh, so I, I made the mistake of uh, uh, saying before we left for the fireworks, I'm going to stop and get myself some Dairy Queen. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And yes, I know. I don't know why. It's like, why that? special treat guy? Like, this isn't enough already, I guess. Yeah, I'm special treat guy. And I was like, I just I've been wanting it and I'm going to go get a special treat. And the uh, the little kids heard it. And uh, I <laughs> they were just like, I want to ride with Brian. And it's like, no, you don't. You just want my Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. So I I, uh, I I took Charlotte and my niece to uh, uh, Dairy Queen and got them a blizzard. And uh, I got, I love those goddamn things. I, Brett, you're real into their water. Uh, oh. I'm real into their blizzards, dude. Yeah, I got to say the Dairy Queen water is probably the best on the planet. Like, there's nothing colder. It's like, it's 34 degrees. It's like not ice. It's free. Whatever they use is just the best cup of water. DQ doesn't, can't be beat. Almost ice. It, I think I know what you're saying now. I've never had it, but there is like a temperature of water that is almost ice, but it's not freshly ice. melted ice. Yeah, it's so close to ice. Like it almost even feels hard when you're drinking it yeah. a little bit. Like, this, is this is soft and luxurious. Yeah, this is velvety. Yeah, it feels like it's on its way to hard. You know, sure, I don't know. Sure. It's, it's I don't know how they pull it off, but good on them. It's, you know, cold water's in short supply. It really is. People just don't give a shit and they just, you know, get it out of the fountain and it's lukewarm. And we're all drinking lukewarm water these days because we're carrying around water bottles and the water inside those bottles is lukewarm. You can't do anything about it. It doesn't, you can't keep it cold. It's impossible. So, yeah, I think also because probably because I usually ride a bike like three miles to get there, it probably is why it really quenches my thirst the best. But yeah. I think I would, if they put that in a bottle, I'd pay more than like Fiji. Yeah. Like I think it's Fiji level. Okay. I <laughs> I'd like pay it. Fiji prices for Dairy Queen water. I'm a huge Fiji guy too, man. You got me into Fiji because <laughs> when we toured together, you were always like, I got to get the Fiji. And I was always a motherfucking dude that was just like, it's all the same water. It's coming from the same place. But now if I see Fiji, it's like, well, I'm going to, I'll get, I go like, this, don't like Fiji, Aquafina, then Dasani. That's like my order. And then if they don't got those three, I will get the gas station brand, but that's widely believed to be the worst water in the world. So that's my order of operation. Yeah. Don't enjoy Fiji. I'm sure we're going to get some, some information about how horrible company they are, like what they do to get that water tasting so oh, good. Isn't it? It's is it? probably, yeah. Or Pepsi or RC or something, seven up. Uh, so, I'm going bare bones tonight, so I don't have the chat. Sorry. Oh, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I, I'll have it. Uh, I can't. I have to go back and forth between it, but uh, I will get the chat up. You might hear a slight echo for a second, but uh, I promise not to leave it going. Oh wait, I can get it. You know it? 
but uh, there we are. I'm in the chat. Okay, so here we go. I uh, uh, read some wonderful news stories this week, Brett, and we got to talk about them. And the first one is a problem. Okay. okay. We, we have, I know you don't have loyalty to this guy, but we do like his work when we're on tour. Guy Fieri. Okay. Right? We like him. Yeah. He Guy York, uh, yeah. He did a New York Times interview. Not a good look, dude. Not a good look. He, yeah. well, um, yeah, Minion Death Cult took his ass down too. That's a really good episode about how he treated his employees uh, oh, well, at his well, fucking restaurant. Yeah. So, or he, I guess the type of restaurant that he runs is way way I should put it. Johnny Garlics is banned. Yeah, the, yeah, the environment there is super racist, and yeah, I believe that. I I I think I could see him maybe being racist i guess you know <laughs> i wouldn't i'm not saying i'm not trying to to edge it out i'm saying what we know <laughs> yeah i'm saying i'm gonna lean towards racism now he's a you don't have to guy. you don't have to you don't have to comment on it i've decided he is though okay just currently i've decided he's racist until i decide he's not racist anymore until we get uh, sued so hey you can't sue somebody for calling a guy racist right all right I don't think. No. Okay. Guy Fieri has spent, this is from eater.com. Uh, Guy Fieri has spent the entire pandemic working to save restaurants. He partnered with the National Restaurant Association to launch a $21.5 million relief fund offering $500 grants to hospitality workers, which I guess $500 grants isn't bad. Yeah, I'm sure you had to fill out paperwork. He fed firefighters in North California, and he called out Jeff Bezos for not donating. He's used his popular, lovable, indestructible persona as a populist hero to shine light on small businesses across the country. But he also has a confusing message about the return of restaurants. Spoiled workers are holding the industry back. You can't sit on your ass and expect that it's going to come come to you because it's not he told Kara Swisher in her New York Times podcast sway um so that's the first little thing he he is he's he's taking the owner's side now yeah. he's an owner though so he shouldn't be taking the owner's side but he is an owner so we should have known that Guy Fieri might take the owner's side. Nobody in the motherfucking, every motherfucker that makes it to the top of the kitchen game ends up being the asshole. Maybe Anthony Bourdain wasn't one, but there's like nobody, everybody runs a kitchen and they get treated like shit. And then they just think that everybody should be like that. It's like conservatism where your parents were narcissists that, that ignored you or neglected you and treated you like shit and didn't set you up for life. And you had to fumble your way through it and then getting abused and all this. And then, Everybody else deserves that too, you know, where I, I grew up stealing to survive. You know, you should do the same. You know, it's funny, dude, that you bring that up because whenever we talk about this kind of thing, I always think back to our first zine where uh, I wrote a piece. I kind of ghost wrote a piece for my kid who, who worked at a restaurant, right? And uh, she's telling, she sent me a bunch of stories of Not stuff. your kid. My kid, my sister, my sister works at a restaurant. She's like 
uh, uh, head chef, I think is what they call it. So anyway, I wrote this. I, I, she kind of contributed some stories to a piece we wrote for the zine. And um, she was working at a restaurant and the people she was working with seemed really fucking nice to me. Like I would talk to them and, and, and they were wonderful. I think I even kind of helped her sort of meet them. And, um, you know, she was in culinary school, but then she decided like, Hey, I'm going to fucking go work at a restaurant and learn from the bottom up. And there's a story that she told me about this guy that I knew as a very nice guy, very gregarious guy who had her cleaning the floor in the kitchen and he didn't like the way she was mopping. So he just kicked the bucket over and made her clean it up. And I was like, that is like, that's mean. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like teaching a lesson or anything. You wouldn't teach your kid in that way. You wouldn't teach anybody anything that way. And he was totally abusing his power because this was uh, this was him saying, I'll show you how I run things. I'll show you how I make stuff and I'll kind of apprentice you. But then it turned into like a hazing thing immediately. Like, oh, yeah, you you never worked in the kitchen before. Well, this is what we do is fuck with each other or you get yeah. treated, or like you do what I say, how I say it or else I'll treat you like shit. I mean, you would have to admit that like I, I mean, I would have to admit that some of the craziest moments when i was employed happened at restaurants oh yeah there's no doubt saying that like restaurants it's just i was thinking a lot about how you know my career before this uh other than the roofing job i had everything was customer facing i worked in the service industry and uh never had a good experience the whole time uh it wasn't where i wanted to be and i don't think really anybody wants to i mean i guess like waiters wait staff at like a really high level probably like it but working with customers is a total fucking nightmare um well the restaurant's also this crazy thing where like traditionally you know cooking and that is like a a, the woman's place is in the kitchen but with restaurants it becomes this hyper competitive macho bullshit thing um and they create this atmosphere of like pressure makes diamonds and they all buy into this and they all get kicked treated like shit and then once they get the chance they kick it downhill you know yeah. And it's, it is true. I, I mean, like part of you can look at what we're talking about, right? Like we're talking about people who did get to the top after probably working their fucking asses off. But it feels like when you get to the top, you, you could change that. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it, it, you, you could make that different. And like you said, I mean, restaurant, I was working at, um, I had a friend that graduated high school and he got me a job at a restaurant kitchen when I was like 17. And during the summer, they would let me work as 40 hours a week. Um, and yeah, the chef there was just a fucking bully. He sat back there in the office. He was mad about the way we did stuff. He'd come out and try something and sling a fucking bowl across the room, you know, or if like you fucked up a potato or something, he would just fucking throw it on the floor and walk out, you know, and then everybody just scrambles to clean it up and and keeps going. Exactly. It is like a really, I mean, the boss showing up at any job is tough, but restaurants allow you to be worse. 
than an office or it's also another passionate thing too. I think whether like they're passionate about it or this is we're feeding people, this is important work and like, you don't even care. So now I can fucking treat you like shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're that. And it, maybe it's a part of the job to get across that you're passionate about this thing that, you know, you want people to see that you're passionate. So you scream and yell at people and throw shit at them so that they see it. And, and in the end that gains you respect. If you are a TV person or, or like you're in, you know, entrepreneur restaurant, entrepreneur monthly, <laughs> you know, you like end up getting praise for being mean for throwing shit. And stuff yeah. like, oh, he would get so mad in the kitchen, he would throw stuff. And it's like, well, you don't got to fucking do that. It, like, you can just teach people the normal way. But I think it hardens people in a way. Yeah. It, I, I've told the story about uh, the night I was driving home from either a live show or something. I don't, I don't remember. But I stopped at a Kroger or at a Kroger, at a fucking truck stop that had a Wendy's in it. And uh, way understaffed. We're talking at like two in the morning and these restaurants will keep one person running the whole restaurant at two in the morning because they just don't expect people to show up in there. And there was a woman with an Arby's uniform in there that had just gotten off work at Arby's and she was laying into the employees at the Wendy's just like telling them how they're doing everything wrong and how this wouldn't fly at Arby's and it's like screaming and it's just like, yeah, I mean, it. that's just like a microcosm of like, you know, a half an hour ago, I was at Arby's getting yelled at. Now yeah. I'm at Wendy's and I'm doing the yelling. Yeah, and it is like it's the 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 people that got beat, you know, and they're like, I turned out fine, or like, you know, it, we listen to that Trillbillies episode. All of them talked about getting beat, and all of them talking about continue doing the baddest stuff in the world. Didn't stop. It doesn't stop or prevent no. anything from happening. And then these people convince themselves, you know what? I did cut that fish the wrong way. I kind of butchered that fish. So I guess if you know it gets slung across the room, all I have to do is not butcher the fish. You know, be perfect. Yeah. Be fucking perfect. Be overworked. Be under high stress and be perfect. That's all you have to do. And then. Chef won't be mad. Yes, absolutely. So during the interview, or, or but what about the, so he's taught, the, the interview goes through all of this stuff about the, he's saying they need to make legislation for restaurants, which that would have been fair, I believe. I, I believe that if the, the, the government should have maybe helped out restaurants while people couldn't go to them, but uh, here he goes. But what about the people who make them possible? Fiera seems taken with the idea that workers aren't coming back because they're too cozy enjoying federal unemployment benefits, comparing their reluctance to return, driven by concerns over low wages, a lack of childcare and sick leave, and there still being a risk of contracting COVID, particularly as the Delta variant spreads through the country, to a child refusing a healthy dinner after snacking on junk food all day. Why would you go and eat broccoli if you don't if you just got to eat Doritos, says the man who built his empire on serving burgers topped with mac and cheese and fried cheesesteak spring rolls? <laughs> that was a nice hit. But that I I mean, that is a brutal thing to fucking say. 
as well as, no i mean it's common it's really just the i think it's a very popular way of thinking right now yeah so he goes on to say so for me no you can't sit on your ass and expect that it's going to come to you because it's not says fieri referring to either money or to work he suggested or there will be a domino effect where a lack of workers will return into a lack of work if we don't get ahead of this and we don't fix this, we're going to get into a situation where everybody wants a job and you can't get a job. So he's he's saying that if we keep doing uh, it, listen, if we don't if we we can't raise the pay, but if people don't go back to work, then people are going to have to close their restaurants and then there's not going to be jobs for them. And I have said from the beginning there is a simple fucking solution. One, you can't travel back in fucking time and and say take care of the people that are working for you to restaurants. I, I, I maybe I don't know how it would happen. Again, that's where maybe the government could come into, but not abandoning your employees as soon as the pandemic hit would have been a good thing to do. I think restaurants would or or businesses all across the board would have had people come back easily if they hadn't as soon three days into the pandemic started you know firing people and laying people off that might have been a way to get people to come back i can imagine being a person that works at say like a hotel and just being like well shit as soon as something happened these motherfuckers got rid of me they like cut my throat as soon as uh it was time as soon as like there was the slightest bit of resistance so why the fuck would i go back there yeah and there um i mean and i think the 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 thing is also i mean it, they are right that like if you can make if you can even not if you, it's not even a matter of making more than that if you can make enough to get by and not have to put up with one of these fucking Johnny Garlic employment situations <laughs> you know if you could make if you, if if he's gonna pay if he's gonna pay you five hundred dollars a week to work at Johnny Garlic's and you can get four hundred from the government I mean fuck that you know who wants to put up with all the bullshit and the mistreatment and the the grind they they don't pay enough to do any of this shit and they're getting outpaced by a few hundred dollars from the government it's a pathetic amount of money you know it's not it like hundred bucks yeah it's nothing life changing is it three hundred dollars a month I don't know what it is right now. Yeah, I know I it just got out. reduced or something. Someone I was talking to Alex and his and and somebody else about it. Yeah, I, I was just wondering that. So the restaurants are still having trouble getting people, but uh I I saw this story show up and I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, one TikToker recently claimed she was asked by a Duncan employee to watch the store for about 45 minutes. <laughs> Only problem, she doesn't work at Duncan. While hilarious, the bizarre incident speaks to the broader issues embedded in our labor system today. With worker shortages across restaurants nationwide, many locations of fast food chains are struggling to keep their doors open. I mean, this really illustrated something to me that maybe i didn't even consider when we think because most of the time we've spent our time being like pay them more and people will show up without even really thinking about the positions that the workers are being put in that did decide to come back they're working in severely understaffed places i i 
I, I think like that's another side of this that, you know, we might not even think about. Yeah. And it's, we, it's, um, we really need a wake up call. I don't know why we can't, we just can't everybody agree. I feel like most people agree with fucking Guy Fieri on this. Like, I don't know why we can't get the working people to go like all the way and just stop working general strike. I know it takes a lot of effort, but you know, we're just all so atomized and I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. I, I haven't, around me, all the fast food is doing just fine. And I don't think they raise their wages at fucking all. Um, there's a Taco Bell that I walk by every day. That's offering $13 an hour. Oh, that's right. We're, we're trying to give 15, but 13 10 years ago, an hour at a ta- Yeah. $13 an hour at a Taco Bell is maybe more, but it's still yes. Yeah. like, you, you know, we're really, we're really looking at, $20 an hour and you get to keep your fucking place open 24 or until four o'clock in the morning because you, I, I guess like to me, it's like they're all closing very early now. And I assume that's because they can't keep people working there. And all you have to do, it is a fucking really simple solution. It's benefits, it's fucking money, and it's not making it a hellish place to work. Those are the three fucking things that you have to do to get people to work at your fucking place. People will yeah. put up with a massive amount of customer shit. I did. Like, but. The employer stuff without adding on this employer shit, this this thing where like, okay, so I'm getting screamed at from one end by customers who are terrible, but then also I have people that come in here and just scream at me every day because they don't like the way I'm working or something, which is like, why would somebody put themselves back in that position once they've had the time off? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're basically complaining that people aren't struggling enough or that people aren't desperate enough is what he's at. He's what he's saying. People, I can't trap people in this fucking, in these jobs. Uh, and also, I mean, you know what, uh, of, of the hundreds of thousands of people that died from COVID, uh, a lot of those people were in those industries too, because they didn't get away. They didn't get a chance to leave, uh, and, and quarantine. Yeah, probably a lot of people that work the grocery stores, I would imagine, uh, which is another place where it's like, how the fuck are you not able to pay more to get employees at the grocery store when fucking they ha- they made so much fucking money, dude, during the pandemic. Yeah. The grocery stores made just scrooge mcduck swimming in it levels of fucking money those places were you know everybody rolling through there and buying you know four hundred dollars worth of groceries every week was like come on people aren't going out to eat or anything like that and it just those employees went through fucking hell too and they didn't get shit for it i mean they got whatever hero pay is for the shortest amount of fucking time and and they just cut it out it really just illustrates how little the 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 people at the top want to give us or or, you know the people not at the top like their employees like we've really over the past 
year and a half have seen how little of the pie we actually get and how little of the pie were they're willing to give us. And that is going to make that makes people mad. I truly believe that people see that. Uh, that aren't going back to work. We're talking when we bring up the people with the Guy Fieri mindset, we're, we're talking middle-class people, people who are on hybrid work mode for a year and a half or, or were online working for a year and a half and in their pajamas and binge Netflix series while they, while they worked. That's, that's the people who agree with Guy Fieri. Yeah, and they have the power. <laughs> They I do. mean, the world they goes where they want. Now. Oh, yeah. If you're middle class, the world just fucking rides in for you. It's 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 something else. It really is. Um, let's uh, one more. I, I saw an article in Business Insider uh, about companies with the lowest employee satisfaction ratings. Ooh, fun. Uh, uh, fast food places with the lowest. Oh employee satisfaction rating okay what's the how, how, how long is the list um i uh, it's only like three or four things oh. uh, uh three or four places but i will say brett and i even i'll even look at the chat without googling i don't think you can guess these i just okay because they are I mean, I'm going to, it's three businesses, okay, Uh that have the lowest employee satisfaction ratings. And it's national change, fast food chains. It's national fast food. So we're, I, I will even help you out and say Applebee's is too high of a level. We're talking oh. under Applebee's. Oh, I was thinking only fast food, not sit down restaurant. It is only fast food. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, only fast food. And the, and the three with the worst are, it's shocking to me. Well, I want to guess. Okay, go for I'm it. I'm going to say uh, Subway. It's, it's not one Damn of the it. top three. All right, I'm yeah. going to guess three. Um, Hardee's. Not there. Not there. The, uh, think bigger. Think well, Subway's as big as it gets, but like, think, think, I, I, let me help you with this. Think big and think something that you probably won't, like you are not considering one of these places at least. Sonic. Whoa, shit. That's <laughs> one of them. That's you, one. You got one. You gave a good clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Why did Sonic make the list? <laughs> Why did Sonic? Uh, th- this is just this is just sort of a list of. Oh, uh, they didn't say why. Yeah, it's just the lowest customer satisfaction ratings for these places, and they kind of explain like why across the board. People, uh, uh, here's here's how they figured it out. Uh, U- UBS analysts use Glassdoor reviews and an analysis of wages and benefits to determine which restaurants had the most dissatisfied workers and would therefore likely have the most trouble finding workers given the national labor shortage. UBS looked at claims chains in five categories, traditional quick service, pizza, coffee, fast casual and casual dining. Uh, uh, the highest ratings, very shocking company. I would say... 
I'm even more shocked by the highest ratings now. There's one very obvious one. Uh, uh, you you want to give a guess for highest, Brett? Highest um, rated by the employee After, satisfaction. Employee satisfaction. Yep. Who is the happiest people? Um, where do I go? This one's very the the highest one is very easy, Brett. Wendy's. No, no, <laughs> no. It, oh, God. Um, I, I, I can't do anything without giving the, the top one away. But like, it's the type of place that calls their employees partners. <laughs> they do that at fast food? At um, a certain fast food place that is ubiquitous. And uh, you might not even think it's fast food i guess but it is it absolutely it's more than there are more of them than mcdonald's is is uh is the thing I'll, I'll say no fucking idea denny's starbucks it's oh starbucks, which is, that's an obvious one but the other two brett are mind-blowing and i'm gonna read them to you and feelings are gonna flood through your body when you hear these two restaurants because i can guarantee that you spent a lot of time in your life at these two places <laughs> because I did, but the other two are Longhorn and Texas Roadhouse. Okay, <laughs> the steakhouses are doing it, man. <laughs> they the people like the atmosphere. I guess big tips, maybe. I mean, not really though. That seems like the <laughs> cheapskates. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, like when I on steak. There, <laughs> exactly when i would eat there you were looking at 15 percent, and i was using a calculator to figure out how to get 15 percent because i was baroque um that is surprising to hear i've never known anyone i don't i had i knew someone that worked at damon's the rib place but i never knew i don't think i can think of my mom actually worked at one actually when we moved really? to reynoldsburg for extra cash she worked as a waitress for like a year at Longhorn or Texas Roadhouse. Uh, they're the same to me. <laughs> me too. Uh, I had a buddy that worked at Longhorn for most of his high school time. And um, my impression was that you were able to get away with a lot. I had actually for a period of time considered getting a job at a fast casual like Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn. And the 100% reason is just the movie waiting. Like I never worked at one. I worked at all fast food places, dude. So McDonald's and, and uh, Chuck E. Cheese, those are kind of, I wanted to work at like an Outback or something like that. I thought that would be the fucking job, you know? Yeah. It's because awesome. That movie makes it seem like the best dude. That movie waiting with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it will make you think that working in like an Applebee's would be the most fun you can have. <laughs> It can be. Then, it, then it, a lot of addiction sets in. Yeah, the partying after work when you close and you all hang out in the parking lot for a few minutes and then go to somebody's apartment and just get fucking wasted and, and yell at each other about customers, there's maybe no better feeling than No, it's awesome. Like, yeah. Yelling about customers is one of the best feelings you can have. I was, uh, uh, so I was at the 
anti-mask gas station, Brett, that's in town. What's that? Oh, this gas station. You're not allowed to wear a mask. In this You're not gas allowed station. to wear one. <laughs> no masks. Which Where's it at? <laughs> it's uh, uh, the Duke and Duchess on Green Lawn. And oh, my God. <laughs> no fucking mask. There are signs everywhere that's like no masks inside the store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a wild store. They're always out of everything. And the employees are the most angry of any place I've ever been to, which I posted this on Twitter. You would call that my utopia. Like, that's what my utopia looks like is a place where the customers are surly, but the employees are just as surly at right. So I'm standing there and this guy's in there and he's like, I need a cup of fucking ice. Okay. That's what he says. He's like, I need a cup of fucking ice. I've been over to the speedway. They didn't have a fucking cup of ice. They were out of cups. So I walked over here. I, well, and then I went to White Castle and they wouldn't give me a cup of ice, which is it's crazy to think that this dude went to two s- different places to get a cup of ice and got turned down. <laughs> yeah, because well, the way he asks is a little wrong. I think yeah. you can't just roll up and you say that, you know, so you say, how are you? <laughs> yeah. So he gets he's standing in front of me. He goes, I need a cup of fucking ice. And the lady is like, okay, uh, that'll be like 35 cents, whatever, whatever the price was. And he throws the change on the thing. She puts the change in the register and then it's my turn to pay. Right. Only this guy is over by the fountains and he's yelling. There's no fucking cups in here. Where are the fucking cups? And she was like, well, if we're out of cups, you can't get ice. I have to give you a refund. And he was like, no, you're going to give me the fucking ice. You're all out of cups. So then he starts digging through the fucking cabinets <laughs> at the place. And, and he goes like, he finds styrofoam cups. Okay. Like the large styrofoam coffee cup is what he finds. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to fucking fill this. I'm going to fill this with ice now because I already paid you the money for the fucking ice. I found a cup. I'm going to fill it up. Woman behind the counter is like, no, you're not. Do not use those cups. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is like, I'm standing there and it's like such a simple fucking solution. The guy paid for a cup. He found a cup. And she was just like, do not use those cups. No. And yeah, he's because he. Sorry, go ahead. He, he's going, I'm going to use the fucking cup. And he's screaming he's going to use the cup. And she's telling him not to use the cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's her territory. If someone comes in and acts like they work at your fucking place, it's like, get out of here. Who are you? Exactly. So she's like, get over here. Get come over here. I'm giving you a refund and you get the fuck out of the store. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, like, this is weird. Like the, so, there was a solution a minute ago. This didn't have to like escalate to this. So the dude goes, the dude goes, give me my fucking money. And he gets his money, starts to walk out, looks at the woman and goes, you're a fucking bitch. And she goes like this. 
your mom's a fucking bitch. And then he fucking looks at her. These are fucking people that are older than me. Like okay. by a lot of time older than me. She goes, your mama's a fucking bitch. And he fucking looks at her and goes, your grandma's a fucking bitch. And she was like, get out. And she he fucking <laughs> left. And I was just standing there like, this is the wildest situation. <laughs> like two very grown people are saying your grandma's a fucking bitch in a gas station. <laughs> and he gets to you. It, it is. I think that's true, though. That's a good point. It also, has been so global warming outside. And also that gas station um, is so much fucking crazy shit happens in that gas station. It's, I avoid it usually, but I we had a friend that lived by forever. Um, so, yeah, you got to be ready to fight uh, if you work there. I mean, dude, there's signs in that gas station. Somebody likes making signs. I can't, I can't okay. figure out, and I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little side road here, but like my stepdad worked at a gas station for a period of time and um, he really loved it. Like he worked the, the late shift, he worked overnights and he fucking loved that place and he treated it like his home. Like he not stealing not doing fuck he is not fucking around and he would just make signs all night to put there's just signs everywhere in the store about the cup lids and fucking ice and like there's a sign on the bathroom telling you how to jiggle the handle right like he loved making signs and but they were polite signs you know they were like please don't do this please do that yeah, being helpful, like overly helpful, like somebody that's just walking through all of these places and saying, oh, you know what? The hinge on those lids there will stick sometimes and cause them to splatter out. I better put a sign there and tell people to be careful when they get one. That's what he would do. It was great. At this gas station, there are signs everywhere, but some of them are pictures of people with their police records on it. We're like, they have like wanted posters in there. What? I fucking swear. You have to go over there. There's a on the goddamn front door before you walk in. There is a picture of a guy and it says he's wanted for murder. This is on the door right by the sign that says no masks inside the store. So, so yeah. So some right wing crank is working there or managing it. Dude. Owning because it then, because then there's the no masks, no hoodies sign on the door. So that is also a clue. Yep. Right. wing crank racist guy. Right. Or somebody working there. It, it, it's got to be the owner because I can't imagine an owner. Right. Also letting you put pictures of all the registered sex offenders in the area on the bulletproof glass in front of the cash registers <laughs> this is incredible this is like <laughs> i don't i don't want to be insensitive here but it it's like um like a you know like a subculture or like a immigrants come from another place and they get a business and they kind of make it their own and they have their own customs and things that they do stuff this is like just like a hillbilly like just <laughs> a, a ohio 
racist guy like get to create his own little happy environment where you can get beef jerky and coffee and stay and like look out for pedophiles where you know like not no fooling around listening to music no fun shit to do uh nothing exciting you get lottery tickets and then you read up on the the local murderers yeah. <laughs> like those fake yeah those yeah. guys that have facebook yeah those those uh black crime statistic facebook people yeah. uncles and aunts and shit it is what the people that work at the places want to say to you, Brett. I, it's the feeling when I'm in there, I get an overwhelming feeling of like, it reminds me of all the times I unleashed on a fucking customer. You know what I mean? Like where I feel there's like a, almost like a radical honesty and signs that just are yelling at you. The whole time you're there yeah this sounds like a hateful place to me it is it is i i i, I mean the sex offender and and murderer thing is crazy and it is a hateful place but there's a certain kind of honesty and posting signs all over your store that are like you know do your business and get out basically yeah that's funny too i was talking uh, or i was um texting with um my mom today and she was like she sent me a text that was like she sent us something that was like oh brett i know it's 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 tough with charlotte and uh you're never going to be you know parents can never be as great as they want to be and blah 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 she was just doing this thing and then she goes oh yeah dad also wanted me to let you know that a guy confronted somebody that was stealing his catalytic converter and he attacked him with a sawzall what the fuck (laughs) and i was it made but i was talking about it with somebody else because their parents are the same exact way where it's like i'm 37 years old and i've lived in like the dangerous cities in america and like the i the world is not as that violent there isn't like people swinging sawzalls at your head outside of every fucking apartment complex you know you do you think it really happened the the uh the person that your dad said you know his was it his buddy what like what no dude he knew or something he read on the internet has to be a read on the internet or news thing yeah, yeah it's it's it wow. happened one time and it's also in their minds it's like a guy gets confronted he thinks he's about to get beat up he swings a sawzall and runs away and then they're like hey tried to slash my throat with the sawzall you know <laughs> you can't even i don't even know how you could damage somebody with a sawzall i would have it cuts through metal it would cut know, right through your but, fucking head. But it's always such a like it would it's like trying to like kill somebody with the the turkey carving knife. You know, like you would ha- like setting it down and pushing down as you no, kill them, I guess. No, no, you it saws all is what this is called. This isn't the tur- this is saws all. So yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that, but the, the goddamn blade is so flimsy and like I mean the first like three seconds of you getting hit with a Sawzall will just feel like somebody's scratching you a little bit. Just I, know, I kind of want to make you regret saying that. I kind of want to attack you with a Sawzall and send you to the hospital so we can for three seconds. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think it'd be fun to try to defend against a fucking Sawzall. I don't think it would be like getting tickled. I just don't think it's as dangerous as it sounds, but I, I will say this to, to the people in the chat. If, if you want to see, uh, uh, Brett 
take a sawzall to me, that's going to be our $30,000 Patreon okay. uh, stretch goal. Where when we get, when the Patreon hits $30,000, the big plan here is going to be to get Brett's going to put a sawzall on my butt. It has to be my butt. No, I'm just going to swing it wildly at you and you have to defend against it. No, that's not scientific about it. I, I mean, because I said I could take it for three seconds. I said I could take the Sawzall for three seconds. Not You won't even get a tattoo. I know, but I, I don't think it hurts for three seconds. I think a Sawzall... And a sawzall is such a like a fucking weird the sawzall to the butt, I think. People like this idea in the chat. And like that's where your fat is. I'm right? about to slice a piece of ham off of you. For no. It, yeah. it, will, it will feel like what I think it'll feel like is kind of like if you take a serrated knife and moved it back and forth on your butt with like no pressure basically <laughs> for three seconds uh, okay how no, no no everybody in here is like saying you know everybody in the chat's like your medical bills will be way more than that and i just you know people are always so cautious you know, sometimes you got to let somebody hit you with a Sawzall to prove that a Sawzall is not a dangerous weapon. <laughs> right. So then we can say, hey, so now I'll send the video to my dad and say, who cares? Yeah, we just saw we just Sawzalled <laughs> Brian's ass for three seconds and fucking nothing happened. It, it was like a, 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 a because if it was just you waving a Sawzall at me, I feel really confident I could defend against that that sure. i think would be simple sure i mean that's what's funny about the guy telling your dad that story like he was through like a harrowing situation i truly don't believe that there are a lot of people who would confront a criminal number one right like because if you're walking up to somebody that's sawing fucking catalytic converters off of a car yeah then you're a person that you want something. You want a fucking problem, right? Yeah. There's very few yeah. that will take that yeah. smoke. I wouldn't fucking do it, dude, because you know what? I, the thing I know, it's the same thing I always say about when, like, there's, there, like, I'll talk about when I'm walking around and if somebody says something like, you know, some conservative dipshit would say something like, uh, Hey, uh, uh, don't you worry about like walking around in dangerous neighborhoods or whatever or something like that or like getting mugged or robbed because you're downtown, you know, some suburban dipshit saying that. And um, I, what I always tell them is what I always tell them is that like I weigh 209 pounds and a person that's robbing somebody without a gun, like a mugger is they're going to let me just pass. They're not going to fucking stop me because it's too much of a hassle to stop a big guy. They're looking for somebody they can, they can well, just run. because you don't have to worry about yourself. Doesn't mean it's a problem for other people. Yeah, no, I'm saying it doesn't. I don't worry about it for myself. When people bring up that, that it happens, mm. that it could happen to me. You know, some of the kids in the, some of the parents in the neighborhood get a little, 
they see me walking around in parts of the city and they're just like oh why are you doing that and it's like mm -hmm. i don't think anybody's gonna do anything to me personally like i was just saying it because of the 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 idea that and and like i said he probably read these read this story in the comments of a local news story that's what i for believe. sure yeah i mean yeah, it was a yeah he either looked it up or it caught his eye or someone shared it on a weird page and yeah and uh, that's all they need to know is that this is happening everywhere all the time and, and now their son was almost got murdered by a sawzall you know but thankfully thank the lord you know he didn't go out there brett would have brett would have really Torman you when Brett would really tried to kill like I give a fuck at all like I don't who's like you said who's dumb enough to run up on somebody with a goddamn sawzall that's that's stealing from the bottom of your car I'm not interested nope I just I have the money to pay for that like I'm in the I'm in the position where I don't fucking have to beat somebody up or catch a criminal I don't even I'm not even into being a vigilante at all no no I mean, if I caught somebody breaking into my car, Brett, if I was like standing in my kitchen, like eating an ice cream sandwich or a bowl of cereal or something like that, and I looked out back and somebody was breaking into my car, I wouldn't even go outside. Like I'd wait until they were gone for like 10 minutes and then I'd go check and see what they took out of my car. <laughs> yeah, I considered. So there's a cage that you can get for your catalytic converter to covet because mine got stolen off the Prius. And I was thinking about putting a QR code on the bottom of it where it says like, sorry, this one's locked up, but you can scan this and I can get my radio show people to send you like $400 if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like just a link to a page for free money. I mean, it's it is. I can't believe there is a catalytic converter crime wave happening in town. It's it, cheap and easy. Such a hillbilly thing to, to steal. It's like my, 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 uh, sister, my sister-in-law's ex-husband once uh, stole the alternator out of her dad's car, my, my father-in-law's car <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like He showed up in the middle of the night popped the hood and stole the alternator out of his car <laughs> out of his fucking father-in-law's car that's that is a cool move i gotta say i didn't like the guy but you know yeah um well the catalytic converters have a bunch of crazy metals in them so they like the thing is is like they steal them and sell them for a few hundred dollars and then other people break apart the metals inside because they're worth like 20 fucking thousand dollars an ounce and shit right uh, but it is it there's a i saw the news came up it, like it happening to you like really blew my fucking mind i think we might have found uh your dad's story there's a san francisco story from one day ago okay uh here we go I, this might not be that story, but here, a group of catalytic converter thieves in San Leandro were trapped by police in a condominium complex's gated parking garage. We made the Weber oh, smoke firewood pellet grill with a range of heat. Oh, my God. I apologize. Don't get the Weber fired grill. I'm out of here. Uh, I closed the window because that happened. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, it's, I, I, yeah. It's good. I just looked up like news about catalytic converters brett and it is local news page out of after local news page of of people talking about how they got into it with the catalytic converter thief 
Oh, how the people confronted him? Yeah, yeah. Or how the police caught a bunch of them. Oh, they are all hillbillies. It is uh it is something else. Like when you look at the uh pictures. Yeah, you gotta be real skinny, like or lanky like guy, you know, to get underneath because it's a fucking Prius, you know. It's very hard to get under without jacking the damn thing up. It really sucks that that happened to you, man. That makes me so mad. But uh, yeah, uh, it was actually infuriating and uh, definitely put me on a downward spiral because I have no fucking money at the time and everything was breaking and we had just finished wrapping the show when it got stolen. It was the worst. Oh, yeah. It was the fucking day because I was talking. I stopped at your house to say bye to Nick. And as I was leaving, I heard the car start and I'm like, that is not what a Prius sounds like. No, too throaty, too bass. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, NBC News did a story this week on Delta 8 THC, which is the new panic. Like, we're all fucking panicked about Delta 8. I didn't know uh, that. It says Delta 8 THC is legal in many states, but some want to ban it. Uh, ban it. Ban it. They want to turn, they want to turn into bandits. <laughs> yes. People want pouches. People want loss, hard lozenges. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. Uh, Nicholas Jarf started smoking marijuana after his shifts as a 911 dispatcher. He'd flip between working days and nights, and the inconsistent schedule made it difficult to fall asleep. THC, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, helped, he said. Jarosh, 29, who now lives outside houston no longer works a job that forces him to keep inconsistent hours he also no longer has access to marijuana which he said had also been helping to ease his anxiety and depression but four months ago he found a substitute a federally legal form of the psychoactive compound called eight delta eight thc now he orders it from a company in boston that works it into gummies chocolate bars and vape cartridges so we talked about this years ago when the government was constantly going after Kratom. They find out that something feels good and they have to spring into action. Yeah, you're right. I was curious. Everybody talked about it. Um, I've only smoked one Delta eight joint and I didn't notice it. I didn't do a good test. I maybe I should go try it. It's just too expensive, man. It's like so crazy pricey at the place near nearby that sells it for me. Um, but yeah, as soon as any of this stuff, as soon as like someone makes a YouTube video and says, Hey, this shit actually works. We're in trouble. I know we're it's having fun. Mom and dad found out. <laughs> yeah yeah and this is one also that's like this is the new mids like this is what they talk about that weed in the 70s wasn't shit like this is three percent thcs this shit is really fucking mild and it's perfect for people that like i know i like i'm not a everybody should smoke weed guy or weed solves your problems i'm not a you need to find your own strain guy but i know lots of people that are like weed makes me go fucking crazy i don't do weed because i go fucking crazy if i do 0.3 percent weed though now i'm relaxed now i can sleep or now i can do something instead of drink so the, this is like it's like weed light and and it's and it's a problem it's funny too that you you called it mids because that that is a good that's a good way to bring it up is that like it is so it's like near beer i think is is yeah but it doesn't it, it it does 
get you buzzed and that is what freaks them out it's like they want to be able to legislate what kind of buzzes you're allowed to have <laughs> No, they absolutely has to all be regular. They have to make some money off of it. They want to know if that people people are going to love it and, and use it. They want to get money off of it. Right. Delta eight makes a huge difference in being able to relax, clear my mind and get to sleep. I wake up feeling more rested, said Jarosh, who has also tried CBD, which he said help a little, but not enough. Switching to CBD products that also have Delta 8 made a huge difference. It's not quite as potent as Delta 9, but it's very similar. He okay. Said. What is Delta 9? The new Wait, new. we're adding new Deltas. <laughs> yeah, they found some new Deltas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Delta 8, you got Delta 9, you got the Delta variant. It's There's so many Deltas going on right now. The, the airline exists. So Delta, CBN, CBG, CBD. It's good. Hey, I will give a full-throated, hearty thumbs up to CBN. It does not get you lit as much as maybe you want to. I think I'm sleeping better because of these THC CBN uh, gummies I'm eating. So All right. CBN, not bad. When people talk about THC, they're typically talking about Delta 9 THC. That's the chemical responsible for the high associated with marijuana, but it's not the only compound found in cannabis. The cannabis plant contains more than 500 chemical compounds, including 100 cannabinoids like CBD and various forms of THC, which by the way, only the government, only governments could make the fucking decision that a plant that has more than 500 chemical compounds should be illegal. And if you find somebody with it, you take it to a field and burn it. And throw people in jail that grow it or use it or yeah. benefit from it. Although some states have legalized marijuana for recreational and medicinal use on a federal level, the plant remains listed as a Schedule One drug, a tier reserved for drugs with a high potential for abuse and no medicinal benefits, according to the DEA. However, the legality of the plant's individual compounds, including Delta-8, fall into a gray area. Thanks to a loophole in the 2018 Farm Bill, Delta-8 THC is unregulated at the federal level. Yeah, that's great. I, we should do more of those. We should do more loopholes and farm bills. <laughs> <laughs> the legislation legalized hemp, which is defined as a cannabis plant that contains 0.3% Delta 9 THC or less. Levels considered too low to have a psychoactive effect. However, the bill does not address the Delta 8 THC levels. Yes. An omission that makes it legal for vendors to sell the compound, often as edibles, vape cartridges, and tinctures with no oversight. That means oh. you could make a powerful Delta 8, Brett. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I. Hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just saw somebody uh, on Facebook post that. They were said, hey, me and my friends had some Delta 8 gummies and they took us real fucking sideways. It was weird. I want to know if anybody else has had this happen. So it's not always 0.3%, I guess, or weak sauce, you know? Dude, you could make like a fucking 500 milligram Delta 8 THC thing, right? And you would, if it's like mids, like if the idea is that you still get some kind of a buzz, then you can make it powerful enough to get you fucked up for sure. True. It might just take a lot. If you're a big Delta nine head, like me and you are, we're, what? we're more Delta nine heads. Delta yeah. is like, 
maybe we're looking into it. I mean, the dispensaries here in town are selling Delta Eight now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they, medicinal grade or just like extras on the counter, like little throw-ins? No, it's it's like on the med. They first of all in Ohio, you're not allowed to have any product out. Oh, you're not even allowed to like look at anything. It has to be empty containers and a display case that you can't touch. Uh, you're not even allowed to smell the flower. They don't have those little flower smelling gimmicks they have oh. in California. Yeah, you're not allowed to smell the flower. So it's kind of crummy. But Super uh, booty. Um, some of the dispensaries now have a few Delta H. Delta eight, Delta eight thing. I was almost calling it the Delta H variant, which is very weird, but Delta eight. Uh, uh, and I think they just kind of have it in there for people that are trying to have a fucking chill, chill day. Yeah. You know, it's like a low dose edible. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get it before it goes. I'll, I'll buy some of the edibles and see how it does me. I, I get some with CBD in it and I'll eat it. But in recent months, 14 states. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Idaho, Iowa, Kentucky, Mississippi, Montana, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Utah have blocked the sale of Delta 8, citing a lack of research into the compound psychoactive effects. However, not all states see the compound as a health concern. A section that would have banned Delta 8 in Texas was struck from a state bill in May, keeping Delta 8 legal in Texas, which, by the way, Colorado is doing that because they feel they're missing out on some tax money is, is what I think. Probably. I mean, I think that's uh, they, yeah, they've, they are perfectly fine making all their money from weed plants any way they can. Or they want to sell it in the dispensaries too. Like that's, that's like the thing about Delta eight that fucking rocks. You know, you can go to a gas station and buy it. Delta right. eight is the dream I had. When I was little and I was like, what if fucking weed was legal, dude? And Marlboro could sell a pack of joints at the gas station or like that the grocery store would have bulk bins of weed that you can just scoop into a bag. Like that was like the dream of legalization for me. And yeah. uh, we've fallen short of that dream. Yeah, I mean, even the smoke shops here, like you can buy a bong and then buy something to smoke inside of it, you know, like yeah. all at the same place. You can get a new piece. You can get started on, on Delta 8 and get a new piece. Right. Uh, so let's see what NBC thinks. Uh, uh, let's see what NBC thinks about this. Should I be concerned, cautious of Delta 8 THC products? In short, Yes, there is still very little known about Delta 8 THC itself. And in an unregulated market, products may contain the compound that can easily be cut with toxic materials consumers have no way of knowing about. Buddy, that can happen with everything. Everything that we have like, can be cut with toxic materials and consumers would never know anything about it. Yeah, we, we live on toxic chemicals, really. I mean, there's a lot of them that people put all over ourselves all the time. In America, it's, uh, it's uh, innocent until proven guilty when it comes to cancer-causing chemicals. Right. We went to, so we went to a dark sky park last night. Very big mistake because it was cloudy. So we did not see any stars. But as we were driving home, we were kind of talking about this friend of my wife's who is not getting the vaccine and 
yet because they're doing research and i'm like do they like research what's in their fucking fruit loops like do they research what like we those don't people, know what's in anything well those people all claim they do like the QAnon yeah. shaman guy is like i only eat organic you know i do i don't eat any of that disgusting stuff but you're right your average on the ground anti-vaxxer is eating pop tarts every fucking day and is <laughs> eating lab grown or i'm sorry hormone and hormones and everything that they fucking eat. And like, there's nothing that isn't it's if it's at, unless you get it out of a garden or from your farm, if it's at the grocery store, it's adultered. Yes. Thank Somebody you. fucked yeah, with it to get it to the grocery store. So when people smoke marijuana, for example, they inhale all of the compounds found in a plant. Delta HTHC is just one of these compounds. And scientists don't know much about how the isolated chemical works in the body, especially in high concentrations. According Probably, to, I mean, you've got test subjects that are taking in 500 chemicals every time and you're worried about one getting isolated. That's true. That, that is a good fucking point. It's like I have done a lot of Delta 8 THC and I'm feeling okay. Yeah, this is tested already. Yeah, you're saying that we've been doing it all along, but now the danger is what if it's isolated? Is it, I mean, if this crack shit that's going on, I'm into it. If it's like, if it's like weed that will make you throw your life away, I'm interested. Okay. According to PMLE, one of the reasons cannabis is generally considered non-toxic is because it's, because of its complex mix of compounds forms a sort of checks and balances system. Although some plants are bred to contain higher amounts of THC, there's only so much THC a plant can make, he said. I know that's it's unfortunate. That. That's why I get my sugar crystal isolate. It's 99%. <laughs> But if you extract pure THC, whether Delta 8 or Delta 9, and put it into dabs and all the other stuff we have now, you're doing something else. And you cannot assume the toxicity of pure THC is the same as the whole plant, PMLE said. Just because THC comes from a plant that doesn't kill people doesn't mean that THC alone is safe. We don't know that until we test it. Okay. Well, I mean... I mean freaked, dude. I mean, if there's one thing the government is totally freaked out about that uh uh about weed is it's dabs i've seen so much so many weed scare things about like can you believe people are doing dabs like and then they explain what a dab is and then it becomes like they are really they don't like dabs the, i don't the, know right? i think most people don't know well, I know, but when you read about when you read about it in a newspaper or or in, in one of these mm. articles, then motherfuckers will say stuff like these dabs have a lot more THC in them than than just smoking a joint. You remember smoking a joint? These dabs are something wholly different. They like yeah. they treat it like it's and it is a different thing. They're like they're, not these people. They aren't even inhaling any of the wood or leaf material. <laughs> you know, they they've they've instead of smoking the the wood woody stems in the leaf now it's just all the stuff on the outside that makes you feel good it's it's insane right and just because delta 8 thc produces milder psychoactive effects than delta 9 thc doesn't mean it's always less intense pmle said to circumvent potency is easy you just use more hey i said that too before i even read it 
So uh, unregulated potency isn't the only issue experts are concerned with. Listen, we have been doing unregulated potency longer than we've been doing regulated potency. Very true. And uh, yeah, the, the science has been handled by humanity and civilization for the last thousands of years since we found this fucking shit. I don't need some fucking weird guy in a, in a, with two beakers in his hand pouring them into each other to tell me. I'll just, I don't mind testing weed. Maybe it if they don't bother me. Maybe if somebody knocked off all the trichomes of the burning bush, we'd have a better Bible. Yes. yes. Okay. In a report published earlier this month, the council said the boom in unregulated Delta 8 THC sales presents a public health risk of potentially wider impact than the vape crisis. The, the, the vape crisis. When the group used a private lab to test 16 Delta 8 products purchased in California, Florida, Nevada, Texas, Michigan, Massachusetts, North Carolina, Indiana, all but one sample contained illicit Delta 9 THC. Well, that's that's hey. cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. That's a sweet little bonus. Why you got to run around saying that? Oh, no. We slipped. Some spilled over. We've got these two tanks and someone spilled the shit. Sorry. Yeah. A few also contained heavy metals. That's bad. But yeah. again. Everything you buy probably contains some heavy metals. I'm sure of it. Although the group works in favor of, of groups that would benefit financially from Delta 8 THC becoming federally leg- regulated, it isn't alone in its safety concerns. Whenever you're looking at one of these derived compounds, you have to ask yourself how it was extracted from a pe- plant, PML, he said. You know, that's, that is something that I'd be interested in, in knowing, I think. But... It seems like they figured out how to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, just the normal way would be either a press or some sort of BHO situation, I guess, which people complain about that. Yeah. Using butane. Yeah. Dichloromethane is what it seems like there. It says manufacturers extract THC using solvents, including, oh, including dichloromethane, which emits highly toxic fumes when exposed to heat, particularly in an unregulated market. These chemicals can be left in products that are eaten, vaped or smoked products, which may already contain harmful compounds by themselves. In order for a compound to be administered, it has to be mixed with other compounds to be taken by mouth or inhale if you're taking an fda approved drug all those chemicals are improved but if this operation is run in a lab somewhere else you don't really know what is happening i no, mean fuck that though it's not like they're out there to help us at all this is like i take the heavy metals over the fda i'm sorry but i'm not i know it's stupid and like regulation and and looking out for public health makes sense but these motherfuckers are just going to drag their feet and put everybody out of business that was making money off of delta eight they don't give a fuck about anything except for controlling what kind of fun we have like you said yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make it so you can't buy delta eight with a credit card they're gonna yeah. like they're gonna make it like ruthlessly they're kind of kind of like regulated out of existence or they're just going to take it there's stores that have popped up that sell delta eight and that's what they sell is delta eight and cbd and they will make sure that that business all goes to the approved five or six dispensaries that are in the city i mean in yeah. Columbus, there's four dispensaries, and yeah. those are the places they would allow to sell the Delta Eight. They paid to get the monopoly. 
the, you know, the, and they're buddy buddy with the government to get the uh, contracts. Yeah, yeah, and they act like they can like trust them or whatever. Yeah. So before we get out of here tonight, Brett, uh, I did leave something on the table. I did not tell you the other two least employee satisfied fast food places and i really want to blow your mind with this first of all i can't believe you got sonic that was a great pool and you deserve a prize for that for sure yeah and i'll try i'll try to figure out how to get you a prize or something uh i don't know what it'll be but you do sonic was a great pool because who would know that well you said one i wasn't thinking of and that's was you you did it uh, can i guess another one Yes. The other one I was going to say, I had one in my mind, and then you gave me, when you finished it, and you said not one you're thinking of, I went Sonic, Chick-fil-A. Nope. No? It okay. Is not, is not chick They get Sundays off, dude. I don't think you can be mis- <laughs> Like, at, at Chick-fil-A as, like, a, a worker that works at a fast food place, getting Sunday off is just, that's huge, dude. Yeah. Huge. But, uh, so, the the surprising one okay first i'll do the non-surprising one and um that was popeyes oh popeyes okay um and here is what were you gonna say popeyes is always fucked up man wait no it's popeyes and then okay here's there's two more okay one duncan People hate Duncan. They don't like working for Dunkin' Donuts. Okay? So that is a place. They don't ever have enough employees in the Dunkin' Donuts. That's, that is for sure. Also, I mean, Dunkin', I'm sure it's hell but working at Dunkin' now because they've went so back and forth for the last few years of like trying to compete with Starbucks, but then also trying to compete with fucking McDonald's. And they have like food now. And like, it's just the menu's so fucking confusing. It's not just like, I need a few donuts and a coffee anymore. You know? True. That's a good point. I never thought about how like now they're selling like, first of all, they're selling snack and bacon. Yeah. Where it's just like a fry container with bacon in it, which is, <laughs> that is really weird. Don't, fucking i i get it if you like bacon but snacking bacon you can't do humans don't know it's not bacon <laughs> and the last um, one uh, they also sell like the snoop dizzle beyond uh breakfast sandwich and shit too yeah or like uh uh, uh the uh the youtube people they'll like They'll, they'll pick a YouTuber or a TikToker or a vlogger and they'll make because Starbucks doesn't do that, but they do their unicorn drink. Yeah. And stuff like that or the zombie drink. And then you can come in and get the zombie drink on like, you know, a special day and you just feel real cool in front of your friends at, at the Starbucks ordering something that probably tastes like shit. But the last one is Chipotle, which would have been totally off my radar in this situation. I should have guessed that one because the last time I got screamed at or got mistreated at by an employee, it was at a Chipotle. I mean, did I tell that story on here? No. Oh, really? You didn't. No. Oh, you God. Didn't tell me that story. So this was like a month and a half ago, maybe six weeks ago. Um, I was like, you know what? I want Chipotle. I just gotten vaccinated 
And I was like, I'm going to go inside and just tell them what I want. It's, I, you know, I'm usually going on an app and like scurrying in there or paying for delivery. I'm like, I'm just going to walk in and order whatever looks good. I'll order. And I walk in and this girl walks over and she looks at me and I'm waiting for her to say hi, which stupid, but then I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And then she cocks her head and just widens her eyes at me. And is and then looks at me and I'm like, uh, I'll get a burrito, I guess. I'll get a burrito. And then she starts making the burrito. And I'm ordering all the stuff, and she's like slopping it in there and not saying a word. Um, she goes to roll it, and I do get a lot of stuff. <laughs> I get everything, like I'm a kitchen sink guy. And she goes to roll the burrito and it starts falling apart, and she just squeezes it out into a cup. <laughs> she rolls the burrito she slaps it on the counter and she goes by the way your burrito's 80 percent liquid and then she just slides it down the counter and goes down to the end to make the next person's food she didn't like want to she like she didn't want to make it like she was mad at my order she was mad at my order that because i got like the cauliflower rice or something and it might have been wet and it was my fault now that i ordered wet stuff in the burrito and it created a huge fucking wet mess basically so i guess the employees don't like the cauliflower rice i don't think they like working there at all I know. I know. I always It's the worst. It's the high pressure. The the problem is is that the people can look at you and they can judge how you do and they can say no a little bit, no a lot of it, no a little bit. Ah, that's not enough. Can you start over again? It's too nitpicky. This is and they were the ones that started it. And like the new ones that come out are like they have they're like all bright and shiny and new, but the the process breaks down over time. And Chipotle is the the fast casual, I think the one that like ushered in the millennium of like you go, you make it how you want and they do it on the spot and they don't have enough people. They don't pay enough people enough. And the, the customers are the fucking worst. It's hell in there. I always see people going on a fucking tirade in there because they were like, I thought it was going to come in here and it was going to be six minutes. And now I've been in line for 30 fucking minutes. Cause everybody else came in for a six minute burrito and it's your fucking fault. I said, I said, I wanted double. I, I asked for extra meat without getting charged. And you looked at me weird, you know, like, yeah, this line is here's the thing like Subway has had that the whole time they've been open like they kind of had the same situation but the difference between Subway and Chipotle is that the line is always out the door and down the street for a Chipotle no matter what fucking day it is the place is every time I go to it it's so fucking maybe it's just my neighborhood or whatever but like oh you have the worst one it's yeah. so tiny and there's no room and it's not made to be a fucking chipotle for the, as chuggy as your fucking city is those people that's the mexican food you have the word grandview has the worst mexican in the fucking city yeah i agree i always have to leave to go get mexican food i have to either go downtown or go up to uh bethel to yeah the, the the los gauchos but is like, that chipotle's uh, jumping man that's everybody spends their money on taco night Mac, dude <laughs> I, and and like i can understand so also you were talking about somebody who's been waiting in line for 30 minutes because they bought six minute burritos right that's not even like what's happening what's happening is is they have not figured out how to take the online orders 
and the fucking um, delivery orders, they don't know how to separate the two things, if that makes sense. Like, so I'm waiting in line inside the store, but they're making burritos for people who just got on their phone and typed in all the burrito stuff they wanted. So there's like they're making five burritos in between customers that are waiting in line too. They're, they're like constantly moving because that place is so it is McDonald's now, dude, it is like ingrained in America that Chipotle is probably never going to go away. It is just fucking one of those places that feels like a brand that is invincible now too big to fail also everybody uh, gives them do do anything they want to and if that makes sense and the reason i'm saying it's different oh i'm saying that their subway is trash nobody wants to eat it um they're gonna have to re they're trying to rebrand but chipotle came in on also like we treat the animals right and we um are care about farmers and shit so they they are the example of like the beer companies and every feel good company is like, this isn't fast food. This is fast casual. You know, we care about it. We're not going to just like throw it into you, throw it in your face as fast as possible. You know, we're going to make it for you right in front of you with premium ingredients that Willie Nelson sings about. That is true. Uh, yeah. That is the other thing. Like people think they're going in there for a, a, a like some kind of an experience like a, a, a more refined whole foods experience. It, yes, it is not Taco Bell. It is, it is uh, not McDonald's. It's more than that. It's, it's a higher level. When in, the fact is, it is not good at all. Like, I don't like it. I, but it is also for some people, it's like their go to where it's just like, uh, what do I want to eat? Oh, I don't really know. Uh, in the same way that I get Shake Shack, like Chipotle is like a lot of people's like, I don't know what to get, but I guess it's kind of healthy. Well, yeah, I would say for me, the, the go-to is that um, I get way too hyper-focused on stuff or if I get into a rhythm, I don't eat all day. So having like 2,500 calories all at once instead of like having to split it out throughout the day is one of the nice things about Chipotle. That's true. Every time I've had it, though, every single the last 10 times I've had it, diarrhea or like something like that, man. The last time it was diarrhea, other times it just feels like it all is staying in my stomach forever. Like you don't have to finish it. A lump. I do, though. I you can't don't. Just sit there and and yeah, I have to. But uh, uh, well, I think we got it. Chipotle is the worst place to work. Makes sense. Uh, I would this Sunday for the call-in show. Uh, if you're hearing this before we do it, I would love it if people called in with the times that they snapped on a customer. Oh, yeah, that's good. Customer service. Like, like uh, I think it would be really fun for us to kind of talk about times where like I, I know I have a story I can tell. Brett probably has a story he can tell about a way he's treated a customer, and like people can call in and tell us about times that 
it was just like, I'm the real me right now. You're getting like, this is not employee version of me. This is the real motherfucking me. And you're about to get fucked, you know? <laughs> right, right. I'm going to take this <laughs> polo off right now. Yeah. Or it's just like, I, I, I tweeted this, but this is a little story. When I was working at the, at, at the uh, tech support place taking calls, uh, a guy called in one time. We had an outage, like a whole system-wide outage. So there was like a really long queue where there was like 150 people in queue and stuff. And it was just call after call saying, it, it's an outage. Like everything's out. So it's just not going to work for you. And I was at the end of my rope and I was like really afraid from this experience. Cause I think this is the first time I was ever in one of those call center situations where the calls just keep coming. Cause usually I had a little time in between. And, uh, I said, there's an outage, you know, somebody cut a main trunk line and uh, the guy was like, that's just unacceptable. And I just was like, no, this is unacceptable. And I just hit the line button and hung up on the guy. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go to bed and got to get my kid to sleep. So we're way over. All right. Uh, All thanks right. for listening to Street Fight. Um, we'll see you on Sunday. Peace. We've all got the right to be 